Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. and welcome back to I Saw the Beatles. Let's continue our conversation in part three of our talk with Ivor Davis as he continues to discuss the boys meeting Elvis Presley. Guess what happened? After after they finished jamming, this little girl, and I say little girl because I think she was probably 19 years of age, comes over to where Elvis is sitting and he, he takes her hand and he introduces... Priscilla to the Beatles. Now, I know it was Priscilla because she was about five foot tall with a four foot tall bouffant hairstyle. So she was probably <laughs> nine feet tall with her hair. I mean, I, I exaggerate slightly, but back in those <laughs> days, I, while you were, you, were, you were still in your, your parents' uh, uh, womb, I know you were born by then. Um, in those days, bouffant hairstyles were very fashionable beehive hairstyles i think they called them and so he introduced Mm -hmm. he introduced priscilla to the beatles did any of your eyes pop open because she was beautiful she was beautiful she looked as i say she She is i should say she is beautiful she is she's still still around she's still around she's still around um i think like most of us she's slightly older Uh, i think she's slightly older but, yeah, they, they were enchanted with her. And later on, they, they mentioned, when they left Elvis's house, they mentioned how enchanted they were with, with, with the young, uh, uh, young Priscilla. So, so that, was, that was the meeting. And I, I, I caught ca- snaps of conversation um, uh, with the Beatles and Elvis. And, and they talked about things like um, they were concerned about flying because I think... Um, um, uh, Buddy, was it Buddy Holly died in a plane crash some short time earlier. They were they were fearful of flying, and they also mm-hmm. talked about a movie that they they all liked universally. It was called Doctor Strangelove, or or how I stop uh, how I stop worrying and love the bomb, or something like that. It was a very funny Stanley Kubrick film. Uh, which mm-hmm. starred Peter Se- Peter Sellers, the brilliant actor, and the reason mm-hmm. I mean it showed that Elvis had a terrific sense of humor, which a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't know. And Elvis liked that British kind of off the off the humor. And once they started talking about that, and John was a fan of of, of crazy comedy, uh, it became much warmer conversation. And then about after about an hour and maybe an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, the party broke up. The Beatles said, um, John said, well, why don't you come and see us? We're, we, we live, we're renting a house around the corner. Elvis kind of grunted. He never did see them, although one of his sidekicks, one of his Memphis Mafias, went to see John 
and had a, a drink with John about three days later, but for some reason didn't tell Elvis about it um, because he felt that Elvis was a bit jealous of the Beatles. Now, if I, if I can continue, and I, I, can I, may I tell you why Elvis was jealous of the Beatles? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to hear why. Uh, you know, I, yeah, was, I, well, I wasn't there. I was all of, you know, just, what, 13 months old while this was going on, and I have no idea about any of this. So you're telling me? Yeah, but, let's me in. Yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, but I think um, from what I understand uh, from your, your, your parents, you, you were goo-gooing and gargoyling. So, you know, you, you started your singing career at an early age, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, any, it didn't quite any, go the any, way I planned it, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, so let me jump jump back to Elvis and the Beatles. Now you've mm-hmm. got to realize that Elvis, um, Elvis was actually jealous of the Beatles. What had happened was he was king of the hill, and all of a sudden these interlopers from Liverpool show up and they knock him off the top of the hit parade with their music. So that's number one. So there's a little bit of resentment there. And I must tell you that one of the conversations that took place between Paul and, and, and Elvis on the night we went to Elvis's house was Paul, um, he, he didn't mean to be rude, but he said something to Elvis about, you know, we'd love you to do some of your old, old songs, the, one, the ones we know, Heartbreak Hotel, Blue Suede Shoes, which kind of, to Elvis, gave him the impression that they were criticizing him for the music he was making at the current time. But anyway, uh, the other thing that upset Elvis, besides being knocked off the hit parade, was the fact that Elvis made three cookie cutter movies a year. I mean, it was the same, the same story. Uh, Elvis said, "I've got a new leading lady. I, I, I beat the, I beat up the bad guys. I win the girl, and I sing ten crappy songs in the film. Elvis was making three movies a year. It was like a treadmill. The Beatles Mm -hmm. come along. Their first movie, A Hard Day's Night, is a smash hit. So there's all those elements where Elvis is feeling very peeved, a peeved Presley, if I may say, uh, about the Beatles coming in and showing him how it should be done. And also, he was was feeling that... uh, he wasn't being fulfilled with his singing career, with his, with his acting career, and the Beatles were showing him that was the way to go. And that was, that was the sort of sour taste that was obviously present that night in Elvis's house. Yeah, I, I, can, I can also, I, you know, I believe that also what was going on at the time um, that, you know, a lot of people don't, don't uh, know is the fact that, uh, Colonel Parker would not let Elvis perform overseas, and here the Beatles are traveling the world. Um, that is a terrific, a terrific point. And and we have, go ahead with your with the question because I'm going to elaborate on that, and I'm glad you asked me that. Oh or no, meant, you're, right? you're, you're, yeah. yeah, you can you can you can expand on that, but I think you know he's got Parker to blame, not Colonel Parker. That's his name, right, Colonel Parker? Yeah, he uh, wasn't his, colonel, but yeah. Yeah, because but uh, I think there's a little inside secret there that he was also not who he said he was, and that's why he wouldn't let Elvis go overseas because he couldn't travel overseas because 
Yeah. There was something in his background that he kept a secret. But you go ahead and expand on it. I want to yes, hear. Yes, you know, yes. you were there. Well, yeah, you are. You are absolutely right. I mean, what actually happened was that Elvis was internationally famous, and yet, and yet, if you look at his career, Elvis never ever went overseas. He could have hacked London, Tokyo, Paris, anywhere because he was huge. And the reason was, uh, uh, and, and I don't think Parker ever admitted it, that was that Parker, Colonel Parker, who was actually a fairground a carny man uh, before he became uh, Elvis's manager. And I, I must tell you this one story. I was interviewing Colonel Parker at the International Hotel in Las Vegas, which became the Hilton Hotel, where Elvis played every, every year. And he mm-hmm. told me proudly that when he worked the fairgrounds, he had a, a little act called Colonel Parker's Dancing Chickens. And I said, oh, well, that sounds very interesting, Colonel. Uh, what, what, what do you mean, Dancing Chickens? He said, well, here's my secret. He said, I would put them in a cage which had an electric bottom, and then I would plug the electric bottom into a power plug, and the chickens would dance. Well, that sounded even for chickens, a bit cruel. So that was the oh, kind God, of man, yeah. that, <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah, so that he told me that story with a great deal of pride, and I really felt he, it, it didn't deserve pride. Anyway, get, getting back to your question, the reason was there is no doubt that Colonel Parker was possibly an illegal immigrant to America, and he did not want the embarrassment of going overseas with Elvis and coming back with Elvis when the immigration authorities would look at his paperwork and say, hey, um, to Parker, um, you're, you know, you, you don't have a visa. So, so because of that, I firmly believe that Parker avoided gigantic paydays for Elvis overseas. And the only time that Elvis did go overseas, and I'm sure you know, was when he served in the, British, in the American army uh, in Germany, and that's where he met Priscilla. But that's another story. So the answer is you are right. Colonel Parker had him doing movie after movie. They made 30 movies in about less than 10 years. And I, and I checked this out. I must tell you this. Colonel Parker was, was, had a contract at the International Hotel in Las Vegas, which became the Hilton Hotel. And he made Elvis perform there regularly and believe it or not Elvis made I mean take a guess I'm going to ask you this uh, Elvis was under contract to perform at the International Hotel the Hilton Hotel in Las Vegas in the in the period of his lifetime how many concerts do you think Elvis made in Las Vegas nightclub take I, a guess. you know something I, I just couldn't imagine because uh, I think in the end that's pretty much his whole career wasn't it just performing in it Las was. Vegas it was yeah but, but just take a guess I mean out of the blue how many concerts do you think Elvis played at, at, in Vegas no clue I, it's over 100 how about how about 800 837 Wow. 837. I mean, can you believe that? So by the time, wow. I mean, if, if, yeah. So by the time it, it was near the end, and I went to one of the end concerts of Elvis at the Hilton Hotel, Elvis 
forgot his lines, forgot some of his songs, and he was looking, he was sweating profusely. It was a very sad occasion. And of course, he was very, he was overweight, and he was showing the signs of wear and tear. And, and also, of course, he was, we later learned, was, was taking a lot of uh, prescription drugs, which were prescribed to him by regular, that's another story. That's the, that's our that's moving into the Elvis story. You ever wonder you ever wonder if uh you know I think Paul McCartney may have joked around about it or maybe John Lennon had joked around about it, about being a Las Vegas act someday. Well, <laughs> Later yeah, on, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think to be honest with you, it it was a bit of a gag. He was kidding um, because because when the Beatles went to Las Vegas and I was there for their for their gigs. They did the convention center. They met uh, a guy called Liberace and a few other people. Um, and they never got outside their hotel. And that was another thing that John was upset about because they wouldn't let him leave the hotel. So the idea of, uh, of John, Paul, Ringo, uh, and George performing in Vegas uh, uh, twice nightly um, uh, for about six weeks doesn't quite uh, add up. No, no, just being locked away in a room for, you know, God, what a prisoner you would be. It would be like slave labor. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, to just, just keep them keep them locked up in their, in their little cages in their room and then let them out to perform twice daily, feed them and make sure they're bathed. Well, and... well, I mean, that's what happened to Elvis. That's what happened to Elvis in Vegas. Um, right. The, the reason was, the reason was, and you mentioned Colonel Parker, the reason was that Colonel Parker had such a sweet deal with the hotel. First of all, as I say, the International Hotel, and then it became the Hilton Hotel, that they gave him a suite, a penthouse suite of offices. They gave him everything he wanted. Um, they even, uh, when, when Parker lost at the, at, the, at the gambling tables, they even reduced his losses and took like, 20% on his losses. So Parker could lose money. Uh, he loved to gamble, and, and, and they forgave him for a lot of his gambling debts. So it was a sweet deal for Parker, but a bit of a, you mentioned, it was a bit of a slave labor gig for Elvis. Yeah. Good thing, good thing our Beatles never got to that point. So, you know, they, they knew when to get out of the touring and, you know, Go back to the studio oh. and do what they did best. And, yes. uh, and 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 you, I, I must jump in there because that is what John told me when they went back to England after the third visit in 1966, and they never performed again live after the San Francisco gig in in the summer of '66. And John said, and he said it before, and he said it many times. He said, "We're kind of we're like a circus performing fleas." He said, I hate this. He said, people come to see us, but not to listen to our music. He said that in 1966, and the Beatles never, ever performed at a live concert after San Francisco in, in the summer of 66. So they were fed up, and they, they got out. Well, Ivor, it's been wonderful talking to you. For those who are interested, Ivor did write a book about his time touring with the Beatles. It's called The Beatles and Me on Tour, 
by Ivor Davis. You can look it up on Amazon and uh, get yourself a copy, and you're going to get all the inside details of what was going on behind the scenes during those shows. And there's some amazing stories that Ivor tells. And Ivor, just to round it out, why don't you have some? You have a new book out right now. What is it, and where can they find it? Yes, um, you can also go, um, uh, Jennifer, onto ivordavisbooks.com, and, and, and you can get my Beatles and Me on tour. But, but last year I wrote another book, which kind of it, it sort of rather obliquely refers to the Beatles' Helter Skelter uh, White Album. Um, and the book is called Manson Exposed, A Reporter's 50-Year Journey into madness and murder and it's my experience with the charles manson notorious murder case and it, it goes into great detail about um things like how the beatles were used by charles manson but that's another story for another that's time. another story and promise me that one day uh we'll have you back on and we will discuss uh helter skelter the beatles and charles manson how's that love to uh, oh that'd be awesome Absolutely. Well, thank you for being on our show, Ivor Davis. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode. And until next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.